Nudson. What's up, Jersky? This is Two Guys Talking Golf. Welcome back to another episode, folks. I think we're dedicating this episode to your nephew. Happy <laughs> birthday. Yeah, good old Charlie, man. He's uh, he's turning eight. So he's eight today. So, uh, yeah, he's going to be. Uh, we're going to go over and have a little pizza and cake, you know? Does he listen to the show? I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, he doesn't have a phone. Um, good. So, he's too young for a phone, right? Yeah, for sure. So he's, uh, but or he's, are kids getting phones when they're like three now? I think it depends, man. I've, I've seen some pretty young kids. My his, my niece uh, will be 12 this year, so she's 11, and she just got a phone. Like, just got it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, I think, I, I, I mean, I'm going to hopefully try to push my daughter as long as possible because, you know, nothing, no, no good comes from having a phone. Let's be honest. <laughs> no. no good. <laughs> Give him golf clubs, not phones. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, but my my nephew does play a little golf. He's a he's a lefty, uh, but uh, he enjoys the game a little bit. So we get out and play a little bit in the summer. Love it. All right. Well, happy birthday to your nephew, Charlie. Yeah. Um, we're back on the mainland. We're back from Hawaii. We're in California, Palm Desert, PGA West for the. 2023 American Express. Yep. Um, how do you feel about this event, just in general? Um, you know, overall, it's 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 nothing that necessarily blows me away. Um, I, I liked it better last year when I was there, and I think like this is kind of like the anniversary of like kind of Turski's welcome back to WRX time. Um, That's true. Because this was the week That's that true. you and I happy one year anniversary. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But uh, but I mean, PG West is kind of cool. I mean, it's uh, it's not a bad layout. Um, you know, in terms of the grounds and everything like that, a little walk from the tour trucks to the uh, to the range, but um, it is. it's like a mile. But from the photos, then yeah, I mean, it literally is. It's it's, it's you got to like hop, you hope to find somebody with a golf cart to drive you from the trucks to to the the range. But um, I don't walk; I hitchhike there. Yeah, it's brutal. But uh, but no, and, and honestly though, I mean, this week I do have to say that uh, looking at the the forum photos that you and Greg got, there is a a lot of what's in the bags. A lot of stuff laying around the putting greens and all that. So kind of exciting. Uh, I was looking through the forums and, and checking out a lot of the photos uh, this week. And actually kind of exciting for, you know, what you may not classify as a top-tier event of the season. There's a lot of a lot of equipment and a lot of what's in the bags coming out of there, which is pretty cool. I will say I love Palm Desert. It's beautiful there. It's got the snow-capped mountains. <laughs> uh, just a very relaxed type place. I think Frank Sinatra used to vacation there, so Ooh. shout out Frankie. I do have to say because like, you fly into like Palm uh, into Palm Springs, right? Or is it Palm Springs or Palm Desert, whatever it is? I don't know. I drove. I drove in from Scottsdale, and the, air, uh, I th- the airport's super cool because it's like outdoors. Like you walk in through security, like that's all indoors, and then when you get through security, yeah, yeah. like you walk outdoors to like little like little buildings where the gates are, and it's super nice. Like like yeah. earlier late in the day because it's like it's nice and cool. You can walk outside. It's pretty cool. Well, I will say Greg Moore definitely was on top of his game this week. Yeah. He took, he took about a million photos. <laughs> uh, it felt like Monday and Tuesday were pretty slow out there. A lot of the big names hadn't really showed up. Um, there definitely was a ton of new putter releases. Yeah. Or at least putter launches out on tour this week, so we'll definitely get into those. Um, on Wednesday, though, the gear content started popping off. Um, <laughs> Just interesting stuff popping up on uh, on Wednesday specifically. So 
we do have a bunch of topics this week. What yeah. started slow, I was getting a little nervous around, you know, late in the day on Tuesday. It's like, is anything going to happen this week at all? <laughs> what's, the, what's the deal? Um, but we got some interesting stuff going on. So I guess we'll start. I guess we'll just come in hot. All right. Story of the week, just right off top. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was gonna, waiting. Are we gonna back? Or are we gonna backload this episode? No, no, TV? no. Let's let's just start it off hot, man. No, nah, we'll give it to him right, right off top. Okay, Ricky Fowler. Yep. <laughs> A lot like Justin Thomas, Ricky Fowler has been going through it with the putter, all sorts of <laughs> yeah. custom jobs, um, mallets, blades, Scotties, TaylorMade, Cobra. You know, he kind of went through it all last year. Um, 2022 was definitely the year of putter testing for Ricky. I would say the last, what's it been, two, three years, really hasn't been putting very well. No. Um, I'm sure his performance in general hasn't been up to his expectations, what he's been hoping for. He's kind of, it's been like kind of a roller coaster, though. I mean, he'll throw in a T3, a T2, um, second place finish here and there. It's kind of just been up and down for him. He hasn't had much consistency. His swing looks really good these days, though. Yeah. Um, I know he worked with John Tillery the last, like, three years. He's back working with Butch as of late September, I think. You know, news started trickling out, and I think he's still working with him. I don't know exactly how extensively, whether they're grinding for, like, six hours a day on the range, or maybe he just throws them some swing videos every now and then. But I will say his lines look very good. <laughs> I love it. His lines look good. It's true. Like um, people have been posting, you know, his swing on Instagram, just kind of sending it around, and um, it looks perfect to me. I don't know exactly what he shot on Thursday. I think that he's four under, um, and hasn't started playing today. We're recording this on a Friday, but I say all that to say. The putter switched this week. <laughs> <laughs> Even though he's been experimenting with all sorts of different stuff, this one kind of came out of left field. Yeah. Uh, so I saw Ricky putting, and it did look like he was belly putting. And I was like, "What? what's going on? What's going on? <laughs> so after taking a closer look, kind of watching him on the putting green, he's not anchoring the putter to anything, but he is using a 17-inch 3.0 super stroke grip. So that's a super wide grip, and it's definitely longer than any standard putter that he's used. It looks like it's going up towards his belly, but he's actually gripping it fairly normally. Like he said, and I did talk to him, so we have the actual information. I'll probably read some quotes at some point here and there. Um, but, yeah, he's just using his normal stance, bending over as he normally would, gripping it you know, letting his arms hang in the same spot that he normally would. Now, he's not a big Odyssey guy. He hasn't been throughout his career. But he is throwing in an Odyssey versus Jailbird. Yeah. This week with 20 to 25 grams of lead tape on the sole. Insane. Now, this seems completely out of left field, of course. But it actually makes sense. So, on Sunday... His caddy, Ricky Romano, let Ricky just try out the putter. I think Ricky was interested in trying it. It was something a little different. And he took an immediate liking to this putter that his caddy had. And this was <laughs> on Sunday, right before American Express Week. 
Wow. So he's, you know, he's about to head to the course on Monday or Tuesday, depending on his practice rounds. And on Sunday, he tries this putter and he wants to seriously test it. So he takes his caddy's putter into the Odyssey tour truck or the Callaway tour truck. And he's like, we got to get close to this. You know, he wants a, a replica. He wants, yeah. you know, basically that putter. Let's get as close as we can get. So Joe Toulon, he does what he does. He slaps a bunch of lead tape on there, you know, gets the putter perfectly balanced out, throws the, the Super Stroke 17 grip on there. And it looks like they did something with the insert. I don't know if this was a head that they already had on the truck for someone else, but it does look like a micro hinge insert based on what people are saying in the forums and, you know, some of my own research as well. He just has the Odyssey logo on the insert all blacked out. Yep. <laughs> so I don't know if that's like a sponsor thing or not. Obviously, his Cobra deal in the past has been pretty free for him to obviously use a Scotty or a TaylorMade or even a Cobra. Um, so I don't, I don't know why he blacked out the yeah. Odyssey logo. My feeling is that this putter head was built for someone else, but I don't have confirmation on that. That's kind of just my gut instinct. Um, but yeah, provide your reaction real quick, and I'm going to search for these uh, Ricky Fowler exact quotes yeah. on what he said about the putter, because I do have some interesting stuff from him. Yeah, I mean, uh, like you said, it may cover up the it, it's a the OG micro hinge insert uh, that actually, if you're not familiar with micro hinge, it was little kind of like metal tabs that were almost like folded down so they were flat, and then they filled the whole thing in with TPU. And I want to say it's probably one of the softest inserts that Odyssey's ever made. It's super soft. Uh, you know, it just really, I don't like, I feel like you lose a little responsiveness with it personally, um, but it's really soft. I personally love the, the, the old Jailbird. Uh, now, they made a slightly smaller one called the Jailbird Mini, which I absolutely loved. I would love to still get one. Um, but this looks like it be the full, full size, the big boy. Uh, like I said, a ton of weight on the back. And interesting that he... Cover up the logo on the face, but then in the cavity in the back didn't cover up that logo, which is still right there, the Odyssey logo. So if you're trying I'm confused to, by it. I yeah, think, like, uh, I think it was built for someone else. Well, even if, even so, but if you're trying to like hide the fact that it's an Odyssey, like you're not doing a great job because if you're worried about like the camera like zooming in on a putt or something, if they get it from behind, it's still gonna show the logo. So whatever. Great point. But um, no, no. But I, I do to say, personally, I was a big fan of the Versa. I still have a number seven in my bag from these days. And I honestly thought it was a, a, a really easy way to align the putter. I thought, like, align, you know, the white and black contrast lines on these things, I, I thought made it pretty easy to, to, to line putters up and be pretty accurate with. So I, I was pretty successful with mine. So I, I was a fan. And like I said, on, on tour, and I wonder, I can't remember 100% if it was tour only. They made a, a smaller version of this that I always really liked. And I remember seeing one like on eBay and it was like tour issue and it was like 600 bucks. And I was like, yeah, I'm not paying 600 bucks for a jailbird, but, uh, very interesting. Uh, Greg also commented in that thread, uh, cause somebody asked about like the lead tape or they asked if it was belly or, or arm lock. And he, uh, jumped in there and said, it's actually a counterbalance putter. So that long yeah. grip, part of that long grip is getting the weight above your hands. So there's extra shaft there. And then there's probably a, some type of like brass plug in the butt end of that shaft to, to counterbalance it. But um, I mean, I, I hope he puts well with it. I, mean, I hope he finds something. I'm, I'm kind of rooting for the guy. It's just like, 
I want to see him do well. But it's definitely a very interesting putter choice. Way different than anything else he's used up until this point. I'm about to blow your mind real quick. All right. Done. Let's go down memory lane real quick. All right. Do you remember when I used to be a right-handed golfer (laughs) and I switched switched to left-hand? Yes, I do. Do you remember me and you kind of going through eBay and used club sites and all that and piecing together a golf bag? Yep. Do you remember going out for the first time? We had our bet that I could not break 100, and we went out for the first time at, what was it, Rackham? I think it was Rackham. It was Rackham in Michigan. We had the bet on the line. We had a camera guy with us, and it was like, all right, let's see if Tursky could break 100. I did break 100 that day. Yeah. Okay? I shot shot 98, won the bet (laughs) against all odds. (laughs) Probably heartbreaking for you. I had a great up and down on 16th par. It's my first par ever, I think. Lefty. <laughs> now, what putter was I using that day? Do you remember? I don't. Was it a was it a jailbird? I mean, it's got to be related. Was it a jailbird? No, really. It's not the right cover. Wow, wow. I'm gonna try to get it on camera here. That's that's pretty impressive. Look at that. Look at that, dude. <laughs> It's not the uh, the Fowler insert, so this is the yeah, it's uh, the white hot, the standard white hot insert. insert. And, and also like from a dress. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, it's honestly not a horrible putter to my eye. I mean, I don't. I know a lot of people don't like it. I actually don't think it's too bad. I'm, and then, I, in mine, I got the stability. Yeah, <laughs> I got the stability. I got the that's super pretty short funny. That's awesome. Yeah, so this was my this was my lefty putter, the Jailbird. Why did I think, like, I guess I thought you had, like, a two-ball of some sort. I knew you had a mallet, but I, I thought it was, like, a, I thought, I knew it was an Odyssey, and I knew it was a mallet. I, I would have never guessed it was a jailbird. I thought, I thought maybe you had a two-ball or, you know, uh, something like that, but that's actually pretty funny. So, I had bought, originally, when I switched, I just wanted to buy, like, three clubs. And I think I got a Ram Sandwich. Yep. With, a huge I got the Sure Out. I got the Sure Out. Callaway 64 degree wedge and I think I scooped this putter up um was it it was like either Dick's or PGA Tour Superstore somewhere that I'd use clubs I could just go buy them off the rack I don't think we got this one off eBay but either way that was the lefty putter I was using eventually I switched to a tailor-made my my spider that was blue with a red insert on the face but yep. um <laughs> I found the putter the the Versa Jailbird like you said I mean, alignment-wise, it really helps. Forgiveness-wise, it really helps. Um, the stock insert that's on the face is pretty soft. It sits really flat on the surface, which I needed help with lefty because I just <laughs> didn't have that control. Like, I think the Jailbird's an awesome putter if you're kind of struggling. And yeah. then you throw a, a, super stri- a super stroke grip on there, and it kind of just calms down too much wrist action. Um, so I could, I could just see why... Ricky Fowler wanted to test and try this putter. Um, now on Wednesday, we're all kind of standing around um, watching Ricky putt, and the camera guys come over to him with like kind of a custom job. Same grip, it looked like 17 inch super stroke grip. Um, I think it was a it was a custom head. It was called the T5S, I believe. Um, okay. 
and they were kind of just messing around with the weights and stuff like that. But I think he really likes the insert on the jailbird face. Um, I don't know if Scotty can necessarily compete because they don't really make face inserts. No. Um, they off, they obviously have soft options and the ability to go like deeper with the milling marks to kind of get that soft, uh, muted feel and sound. But I don't know if they can compete with the micro hinge no. insert on the face. So I don't know exactly what's going to happen going forward. Um, I know that he's talked to Cobra scotty um i'm sure that he's had conversations with taylormate about it but he obviously wants an oversized big mallet big grip <laughs> counterbalanced um it's pretty obvious what he's going for right now it's just for me i know i've had experience with the versa jailbird and it is tough to replicate that feeling with another putter and he probably has an even softer insert on the face so I don't know if he really likes this. It's probably going to be tough to get out of the bag. Yeah. But seeing what he did last year, he's probably just going to keep changing week to week and going through a bust of cu- a bunch of custom jobs, probably until he gets a win. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but um, I did find the quotes, so I'll kind of just read his thoughts on it, what it's helping him with, how it came about. All right. He said. Over the last few years, I've not been putting how I'm used to, how I want to by any means. Some of it, confidence-wise, is not having the same feel I've always had. The right hand, I'm not making confident strokes. Now, my alarm bells kind of go off when I hear someone even mention the right hand because that's like <laughs> a telltale sign that you're getting a little bit yippy. Um, the yips kind of always stem from the right hand, so when he said that, I was like, hmm. Uh-oh. <laughs> I see what's going on here. I'll continue. And I wasn't necessarily searching. I've just been grinding and working on my normal stuff. He's talking about the off-season, you know, working on his putting in the off-season. Then he said, I actually grabbed my caddy's putter just this past Sunday, and I hit it a few times. I was very shocked because I never really looked into anything that was longer, counterbalanced, anything like that. And I thought there was something to it. I hit a lot of good putts. So I tried doing some stuff with Cobra and the boys at Scotty Cameron. I wasn't getting as close to my caddy's putter as I wanted, so I caught up with Joe Toulon over at Odyssey, and they had a replica made of Rick's putter. So it was very interesting, and it's kind of freeing me up in a way. I'm not changing anything stroke-wise or setup, not gripping anything differently than my normal length putter. I just feel like it's, I don't know, kind of helping me do some things, and I don't have to think about it. So there you go. Right from Ricky himself, that's why he's switching to the Versa Jailbird. So it actually may be a, a, a Jailbird Mini. Um, it's hard to see the exact size because it's it's photos, so you don't have you're not able to kind of combine. But the reason I say it, so they they made the Jailbird, which is white and black, the one you have, and then they made a they made an O Works <laughs> Mini later on that had the micro hinge insert. And they made it in black and they made it in red. Um, one of those might have had a like a slant neck hosel on it. Uh, as well, mm-hmm. but it had the micro hinge insert and has the movable weight or interchangeable weights. So you can see on the bottom of his interchangeable weights. So be interesting to think like, is his a mini? Is it a standard size? Cause I mean, they could eat pretty easily take the mini was all black or all red. Like they didn't have the versus stripes, but I mean, it's a tourist. You put they could easily paint, take the black version, paint the stripes on it. No big deal. Um, so it'd be interesting to see which one he has. Cause I can't tell uh, the lead tape doesn't let you kind of see, 
if it's a mini or whatever. Like you can't see that logo on it, which was usually on that back kind of bar on the bottom. Um, but still a very, very cool putter, man. I mean, I, like I said, I, I'm a fan of it. I like the shape. I like the. I like. A, I like it. And uh, like I said, I hope he does well with it. But yeah, it looks like it's it's an O Works uh, Jailbird of some sort. Is this this isn't a new Jailbird, is it? I don't. I don't I'm just think going so. back. I'm going back through my photos from uh, the century because they did put out some new white hot Versa putters, but I don't think this is part of that lineup. I, I don't think so. I took photos of all the models. I'm just going through the forum thread right now. Yeah. Um, from the century, because they did have all new putters out at the century. We talked about it on the podcast not too long, but we mentioned it. Um, they had new Tri Hot 5K and White Hot Versa putters, but I don't see it on here. So I don't remember seeing a jailbird. I don't know exactly either. what type of jailbird this is, when it came out, when it was released. And it's not it's not terribly helpful that he has eight pounds of <laughs> tape on the sole. Um, how did he, how did Joe make the the lead tape look so clean on the sole? Like it looks like it's wider lead tape. I sent him a text literally right before we popped the recording on. He hasn't responded just yet. If he does <laughs> during the show, I'll I'll announce it. I say that a lot, and then they will text back, and I'll never announce it on the show. Um, well, a lot of it is actually w- kind of wear, uh, to be honest. Like, if you put lead tape on the sole of a club, especially, and you use the club, the lead tape, as you, like, press the putter down and lean on it, and it touches the ground, and it sweeps the ground, lead, that, that lead tape is super soft, so it will kind of I don't know if itself. that's the case here. I don't know. I mean, because I've Did got you a couple... see the photos? Yeah. It just looks like wide lead tape. Yeah, it does. It looks like it's, like, two pieces. It's only got one seam. I mean, may only have one seam. They may have some but crazy that's stuff. Still some wide lead tape. That's really. They weird. might. They might have some custom. You think they have custom lead tape? You Maybe. Think, is yeah, that I mean, possible? Why not? I was, I, I've never seen lead tape that wide. Personally, I have like it's all the lead like tape. Sheets. Yeah. And maybe that's what they have. Maybe he they have some stuff that's like two inches wide. I mean, for I guess this literal reason, I'd put a. I mean, I, I'd put a bunch of lead tape on the bottom of a putter one time, like covered the whole bottom. And mm-hmm. after, like, I mean, for us, we don't putt like these guys do. But after, like, a season. No, we don't. It, it almost, it, it just looked like one big piece. Like, it okay. kind of molds itself together. But again, like you said, I don't think he's had this that long. And it looks like it has one seam in it. Well, he got so... it on Monday. <laughs> oh, yeah. So <laughs> It can't be too old. Only got it Monday. Wow, uh... that's kind of crazy. I, I wonder if you can buy lead tape in some crazy thick, you know, thing like that. I asked Tuvan. I don't know if he's going to tell me or not. I don't know if he wants to reveal that trade secret. Because um, then every putter company, I guess, would just get that. Because it does look really clean. Um, yeah. Anything else on anything else on Ricky's putter? Because he did make some other interesting changes as well. Uh, on the putter? Uh, yeah, I mean, he made another change in the bag. Uh, no, I mean, putter-wise, it's, it, like I said, uh, I, I think it's kind of interesting and uh, I think the alignment thing is, is pretty cool. I think it should help him. But uh, no, I think that's all I got on the putter. So he also changed at the top end of the bag, too. <laughs> He's not really one to switch to the new driver regardless. Um, we've seen this in the past with him. If he doesn't like the new driver, he'll go back to something old. Yeah, um, He's done it in the past. We know this from Ricky. First week out, American Express. He did have the Cobra Aerojet driver in the bag. He also had the Cobra 
Aerojet 3 wood in the bag. So two big switches at the top end of the bag for him. He still has uh, that Diamana. It's like all blacked out. Yeah. Um, the the Diamana shaft that he threw in the bag last year, he still has that shaft in the bag uh, this week. He also has, it's, it's 13 degrees, this three wood, just based on the photos that we're seeing. Um, it has a 13 sticker on there. I'm assuming that's the loft. I would too. And then he has a UST Mami uh, Link M4OX7F5 shaft in there at 42 inches. Yep. So he definitely likes to go with shorter builds. I know he goes under 45 inches on the driver as well. He's got the driver at 8 degrees. Um, and I'll kind of just read real quickly his quotes about switching the driver with 3-wood. He said, I mean, ultimately, I wouldn't put the driver and 3-wood in if I didn't think they were better. Obviously, it's always something where we try to get a new product, but I was happy with what I had. I was playing last year's driver and a 3-wood from a couple years ago, but the new 3-wood I felt was a little more forgiving on the toe misses especially. He was playing a rad speed uh, big tour 3-wood before. He said the rad 3-wood I was using had a little bit of left in it, which if you hit it off the toe, it's meant to go left. But the Aerojet 3-wood I felt was a little more stable, but very similar flight characteristics a little more forgiving, so that was a nice bonus. The driver, pretty similar. I felt the numbers were a bit tighter from low to top end of the face, not as spinny on some misses, and the spin didn't drop too much on the higher face hits. Uh, with that, he saw a, a tighter dispersion left to right as well, and he went up a half degree from where he was. He said, the LS is a fairly low spinning head, which has been great for me because I feel like prior to the last few drivers that we've had, I've always fought trying to go down and spin. So that meant being fairly low lofted to be in a position on the last few drivers. For me, it's kind of been a reverse of, uh, it's kind of a reverse actually trying to search for spin at times. So being able to go to something that has a little bit more loft that can definitely help with the side to side dispersion. Once you go down and loft, um, cause you can get the ones that kind of squirt right or knuckle left when you have too low loft is what he's saying. Like it's too flat a face. Um, he said, so loft is your friend. It doesn't feel like a whole lot of change there with the driver and three wood. Cause he's been playing them for a couple months now. So the last time we saw him was at the CJ cup in October. So a lot of time off for him, almost three months, I guess, shortly into that off season, he did start testing the Aerojet driver and three wood pretty much liked it immediately. So like all the rounds and practice sessions, um, he's been through over the last couple months, he's played with the Aerojet. So when I, when I went up to him at first, I was like, you got the new driver and three wood in there. Like, you know, obviously big switch, you know, would you mind talking about it? Whatever. He's like, Oh yeah, I forgot. Like it's not a new switch for me because I had the bag for two months, but I guess to everyone else it is. I was like, yeah, ex- exactly. Uh, <laughs> So pretty interesting insight there from him, kind of just talking about like driver design in general, the relationship between loft and forgiveness and spin. Um, So I just thought that was pretty interesting from Ricky. He definitely knows his stuff when it comes to equipment. He's willing to test things out and give things a try. Um, So obviously not the last couple of years he's wanted, but it does seem like he's in a pretty good place. Um, He does feel more like confident. He feels yeah. just comfortable with his swing. He's kind of um, 
working himself into a place where he's comfortable with the swing and with the putter. It's just, we'll see what happens. You know, yeah. when you make a drastic switch like this, uh, it's worrisome to people who are just like watching from the outside, but he seemed comfortable with it. And just from my personal experience, I know what that putter can do in terms of helping out with forgiveness. So I support this one. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, no, I mean, pretty interesting. I mean, like you said, I mean, the, 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 the driver shaft, again, is that whiteboard prototype. That was like one of the what, the last few that are left or something like that that Mitsubishi has. Um, interesting to see him in the, in the, in the link uh, from UST. I mean, they're really good shafts. They're just kind yeah. of underrated and unknown. Uh, in that three wood, he's got the link white in like it's 70 gram white which is kind of like low mid ball flight low mid spin it kind of goes in between they have a blue which i actually have one of the blues uh which is kind of mid launch lower spin and then they make a black which is low launch low spin so uh kind of in between those two with the with the link white um and then that shaft in that that five wood that ltd xls is like a, i want to say they Aldo and May, like it was a synergy, and it was a the synergy was a stock shaft from Aldo in somebody's club. It might have been Callaway or somebody like that back when like Epic, like the second version of Epic came out. Mm. But they've made some tour prototypes that were called like Tour Green, and I think there was a blue one. And I think they were like crazy low spin, but they didn't make many of them. I think they were like tour issue only. I don't think they were easy to get your hands on. Um, but he's got that synergy in that uh, that five wood, which is pretty uh, pretty interesting. Yeah, so that was a lot of Ricky talk. It was yep. about 25 minutes of Ricky talk. Just <laughs> uh, we can move along. Okay. I just thought a lot of his changes were pretty interesting, especially that putter. Yeah, especially having okay. quotes from him. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So moving along to Willie Z. Oh, yeah. Or Trilly Z, if, if you prefer. <laughs> Will Zalatoris. Um, obviously, the new title is Pro V1, Pro V1X 2023. Golf balls have officially been announced. Um, I actually did the write-up for GolfWX.com, if you're looking for any tech details on that. Um, basically, they made the core, like the soft section of the core, bigger. It's, they're calling it a high-gradient core. Um, they're just trying to get spin down. They're trying to boost speed by bringing spin down on shots like mid-irons, long-irons, driver, all the full shots, they're trying to get that ball a little bit lower in general. Obviously, there's a relationship between Pro V1, Pro V1X, where the Pro V1 is even lower flying, lower spinning, and the Pro V1X is higher flying, higher spinning. Yep. So, just a little background real quick on the new golf ball. <laughs> Will Zalatoris has been playing the Pro V1 2019 version golf ball for the last yeah. four years. So. Before he even got out on tour, he started playing Pro V1 2019. He's grinding up through Corn Ferry, wins, you know, gets his break on tour, obviously works himself to, I think he's seven in uh, the official world golf rankings right now. So he's seven in the world. He's got to win. You don't think that a guy's going to change a golf ball, you know, just obviously for no reason. The start to his career has been awesome. He's been performing well in majors. He hasn't got it done, but he's stacked a lot of money, established himself as not only like a top guy, but also kind of a celebrity superstar type name where, you know, you're in the top 10 of the pit type deal. Big name. Willie Z, people love him. He switches his golf ball, 
coming out in 2023. <laughs> he switches into the new Pro V1 X. Oh. 2023. So he was playing the Pro V1. Now he's playing the X. Obviously, pretty big switch there. Yeah. That's for, yeah, for that's a young guy who's, you know, kind of been a world beater. He hasn't got like the seven wins he probably wants just yet, but he's been playing very well. Ball is a big switch. Now, I did talk to him um, pretty in depth. And I asked him that question, like, are you nervous about switching golf balls? I mean, you know, young kid started a very successful career, could be a game changer. And he definitely recognizes that the golf ball is the engine of pretty much everything that happens in golf as it relates to equipment as well. Like you can make all sorts of driver iron wedge changes, but the ball's always going to stay the same. One piece of equipment you hit on every shot. Every shot. He felt no nerves at all. He's like, this, <laughs> he's like, this is basically the same golf ball as the Pro V1 2019. It's just the Pro V1 X 23. So, yes, he switched models, but he feels it's basically the same performance-wise in terms of iron spin, driver spin, stuff like that. So he went wow. to TPI. He did at first try the Pro V1 23, and he was like, my driver spin was going – Way down. down to like 2000 RPM. He was like, it was just too low. I couldn't really keep it in the air. But then I tried out the Pro V1X and I was just hitting my completely normal numbers. Everything was better. He said the only difference was that it's way more stable and consistent in the wind. So he was like, I tried hitting shots downwind. I tried hitting shots into the wind and I could just tell it's way more stable in the wind. It's just a better performer. Um, so if you play the Pro V1 2019, you're looking for a little upgrade. The Pro V1 X 23 is the one you might want to look at. And I thought it was just really telling about what these golf balls are all about. And that if you're looking for lower spin, like these balls probably do produce the lower spin that you're looking for. And I think that's probably been the one gripe that um just like normal consumers have had with a pro v just in general i think it spins just a little more than a couple other iterations of golf balls that are out on the market like i think there's lower spinning options than some of the previous pro v1 golf balls this is something that people like me and you are going to have to test to verify what titleist staffers and titleist is saying um, I haven't put them through the paces just yet. That will be coming yeah. at some <laughs> at some point within the next yeah. couple of weeks or months. So look out for that. Um, yeah. But yeah, Willie Z, big golf ball switch. Definitely not too nervous about it at all because, like he's saying, it's pretty much the same. That's that. I mean, it's really interesting. I mean, when when you break it down to the consumer level, because like out on tour, those guys notice the difference between a couple hundred RPM. Like we don't like, you know, you, you, it, it, and I think the biggest thing is like the short game. Like if you hit a, a full wedge shot and it spins, you know, let's just call it 9,000 RPM or you spin one ninety three hundred whatever you and I aren't going to notice a difference. Like we hit the same shot to those guys. I'll they just can be t- happy. If it's yeah. 9,000 RPM, that means I like clipped it at yeah. decently well. And and I think I'm like for, the, for these guys, it's pretty interesting though. Cause I mean, if it, if it's a substantial amount of spin where, you know, like the long game, all like they're noticing, you know, 
whether it's a flight difference where the Pro V1's launching lower into a lower window than previous ball, whatever, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see how, how the consumers do it. Like, are we going to see more consumers go into Pro V1X because Pro V1 isn't spinning enough and launching high enough for a lot of players? Because let, let's be honest, a lot of players, the first thing a fitter will tell you is they don't hit it high enough, they don't launch it high enough, and a lot of them, you know, can get into these super low spin combos that they need more spin. So it'll be interesting to see if Pro V1X makes like a little push this year because it is a little different. It does spin a little more and it play, you know, if it plays a little similar to a Pro V1 of, you know, three, four years ago, it'll be interesting to see uh, if that change uh, kind of shows up more on tour and more in the consumer level. But uh, that's just basically reinforcing that for your boy here who is, most of a pro v1 x player that it's going to be x (laughs) this year as well (laughs) i think um being able to offer such low spin it kind of covers the market of kind of that young college crowd or right after college where it's a bunch of guys um with like high speed and they are looking for super low spin they're trying to optimize and when they try out the Titleist ball, it's spinning just a little bit more than something like maybe a TaylorMade. I think yeah. I think it's safe it's to say that X. TaylorMade offers lower spin off the tee, at least in previous iterations. But if the new Pro V1 is going to be significantly lower spinning, and it also keeps that short game spin, and like Willie Z said, you know, if it's really good in the wind, it's stable, forgiving. Um, I think that would be a pretty well-rounded golf ball for what high-speed guys are looking for that are trying to keep their flight down. I think, I mean, I've gone through that in the past. Um, You know, I don't have the same speed that I did four or five, (laughs) ten years ago, but um, if your golf ball is spinning too much and you already like your driver setup, a ball that's maybe 150 RPM lower spinning, you are going to go that route. But if you're out the new Pro V1 that's super low spinning and you're hitting it against other oh, golf yeah. balls in the market and there is no increase in spin and you like the feel and the short game spin better, you're maybe going to go with the Pro V1 instead. So, yeah, I think for general consumers, um, especially if you already yeah. hit the ball a little low and you need some help, you know, sticking it on the green with that six iron, the X is definitely the, the ball that I would recommend starting with. And then if it's too much, you go down to the Pro V1, which, like Zalatoris said, is very low spinning. And that's not me. I haven't, I haven't tried the golf balls yet. So I'm just going based off Willie Z. But it makes yeah. sense just within the world of titleless golf balls why they wanted to get that long game spin just because you're leaving a, a couple people out on the market. Yeah, and well, and and, and those guys right, who, exactly. who were just out tough to then get. found some love with what was it left dash when that came out, but not yeah exactly. But now you can walk into any shop and just buy a Pro V One, and that's going to help with the guy bucks. who was either specially ordering them the or you know whatever. Now you can just <laughs> yeah no now you can just walk into your oh and now you can just walk into your shop and just grab them. So yeah, I, th- I think that definitely makes a, a difference. But yeah, like I said, it could also do some things interesting on the consumer level with, you know, people getting fit and maybe making that change now to, you know, from, Hey, you, you played one last year, but Hey, maybe X is just a better fit now this year. So 
Uh, that'll be interesting. But but yeah, interesting that he was so confident because not at all. it's not uncommon from Titleist players to play an older ball. Like that's not an uncommon thing. Like a lot of staffers take some time before they get into the more current generations. But for a guy like that, like you said, who's been kind of just stuck in his ways with 19, would be just so saying, like, all right, here it is. Like, like that's, that's being a big. tour player, being a Titleist staffer, and it's like, okay, the golf ball I'm currently playing isn't necessarily oh. right for me. Let's find a Titleist golf ball for me. You got, you got like the 17, the 19, 21, 23. You got left dot, <laughs> left dash. You got X. You got V. There's just so many options. And like you said, these guys are really in tune oh. to spin rates and windows and stuff like that. I'm trying to hit the center of the face. You know, I don't always catch it perfect. So it's like, was that the golf ball or was that yeah. me? Uh, that, that's just, that would be an overwhelming that start. <laughs> But like you just have the entire you know previous yeah. previous releases from Titleist. they keep them all in the truck because there are players there's <laughs> all, all sorts of different players out there who are playing different iterations of the golf ball so they have them there you know yeah wild world the golf ball market's a wild yeah. world so Crazy. let's move along um patrick cantlay last week two weeks ago yes. we found out he's no yeah. longer carrying a Titleist bag not a full-time Titleist staffer. I think he still has a ball, shoe, glove deal. And the first week, he had all Titleist clubs in the bag. Yeah. Didn't look like he was making any changes. This week, he still entered the event with a Titleist driver in the bag. And I think he has Titleist all through the bag. But doubt is starting to creep in because... He had a couple ping G430s in the bag this week. He was obviously <laughs> testing. He had two different options. Uh, he had the Titleist in the bag and then two yep. ping G430s. Unfortunately, I don't have any insight from him himself. I couldn't lock him down for a quick little interview uh, this week. I actually didn't really see him too much. Greg got the photos, um, so that was a Greg special. Pretty much all the photos in the forums this week are from Greg. Um he was just on his grind this week. He was just doing his thing. Um, but Patrick Cantlay, obviously considering different drivers, uh, this could be the start of avalanche of equipment changes for Cantlay. Or it's just like, you know, false alarm. He just wanted to try <laughs> out some pings, and that's it. So what do, you, what do you got on Cantlay? I'm not super shocked to see that he's uh, starting this process, but what do you got? Yeah, I mean, he's got two different LSTs. Well, he's got two LSTs. They're both G430 LSTs, both 10.5s, and they both look, from Greg's photos, to have the Diamana, uh, what is it, the Diamana uh, ZF60TX in both of them. I was trying to see, like, is there any markings, like one may be a slightly different loft, you know, because Ping will go through for the tour players, and they'll digitally, digitally loft each head. So they'll know, yes, it's Mark 10.5, but it may be a 10.2. This one may, may be a 9.8 or whatever. Like, they're they're digitally marked. They know what exactly the loft is. So I was trying to see if there was, like, you know, like a little Sharpie or something that said, like, number one or number two or anything on there. It doesn't look like either head. They are either even look to be in the same, um, uh, what do you call it, the same uh, hosel setting. Uh, they look to be in the same hosel settings. So I, I don't know what's different between the two, whether it's loft, whether it's weight, 
whether it's you know something like that. Uh, but the G430, I mean, we saw it in Jason Cantley's bag. Who was it earlier in the year? We saw it in somebody else's bag. It was a free agent. Uh, somebody else was testing it out. Yeah, we saw Jason Day. So we played the 410 for a long time. It, it, the, the G430 LST is is starting to make its rounds uh, in a lot of these free agent bags. So there's there's something to be said there uh, for the for this new 430. I, I've actually played it. I played 18 holes with it. Um, it is really stable. It's it's really forgiving. It sounds much better than uh, the all titanium uh, ping stuff from previous uh, that it replaces. So I think it is a pretty darn good driver, but it's interesting that a lot of these uh, free agents are, are testing this one out. And Because uh, before, like when somebody went free agent before this year, the first thing that went in the bag, if they were playing Titleist or whatever, it was usually a tailor-made. That was the first thing in the bag. Yep. And if they were like a tailor-made staff guy, it was probably a Titleist driver. <laughs> it was just like those are kind of the two drivers that went in as soon as somebody came free agent. And now Times we're seeing a lot changed. of G30 LST, G430 right LST, which is, um, is really interesting. I don't have an update on what yeah. Justin Rose actually ended up going with this week, but I did see him testing um, a couple different drivers. It looked like he was mostly testing the Callaway. I know the TaylorMade guys were showing them the Stealth 2. I watched them kind of deliver what they thought was the right driver for him. Um, he, dil- he did still have the M2 2016 hanging around. So he was definitely testing all sorts of things. But like you said, you know, <laughs> five, ten years ago, most of the free agents you would expect to go into a TaylorMade driver. You know, that's kind of how it was um, back then. I don't know if they were yeah. paying free agents to play just the driver. I don't know exactly what those deals look like. I think that might have been a possibility. Um, but, you know, this current market or, you know, what's going on out on tour and just kind of all the OEMs offering low spin tour type drivers, they've all kind of figured that out. Um, pretty much everything is on the table, you know, from Titleist, Callaway, even like a Wilson, TaylorMade yeah. still, Ping, Mizuno, you know, these are all options now. Cobra, um, they're just all options, and when you look into a free agent's yeah. bag, it's not like you said anymore. Like it's either title or tailor made. It's just not the case anymore. No, they're trying. They're trying everything, and all of them have their own benefits yeah. in their own way. Like I still think Ping is probably one of the most forgiving out there, and if you get the LST, you can really drop that spin super low. You know that's what guys like Jason Day are talking about when they're talking about the G430. So it's just a viable option to test. It's not something to be looked over. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the the only difference I can tell between the drivers, like a quick glance, that there's that little, like, hot mail port on on the very uh, heel end. One of them has like a little mark where they shot some. I was going to say, like a I little bet on the outside, and one of them hot melted a little bit more, and it's just a head weight thing, or something with like sound, you know, because hot melt yeah. can help um, kind yeah, of mute that is. sound as well. So it could be a sound thing. I don't know. I'll have to catch up with them next week. I just didn't really get a chance to talk to him. Would love to talk to him about that experience, especially if he's if he's going to switch. But as of now, he yeah. didn't switch. So. It's just something that we're gonna have to keep our keep our eyes on going forward. Yep. Two weeks. 
I'm saying I'm saying next week. I, I give it two weeks and he'll have a different driver in the bag. If, if he's in the two field, weeks. next week is the farmers. Pretty big event. So, uh, it could. I mean, uh, how long? I, mean, I would that, assume that he's there. Let's put it two, two, two tournaments. Let's put it that way. I'll say. Okay. I don't think he'll switch next That's next fair. tournament he plays. I'll take, I'll take that bet. I don't know. What, the following what one for sure. I think he has but... a new, new driver in the bag. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm gonna do a quick little ad read. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. have too much longer left <laughs> this podcast, but just a quick little ad read, okay? On our Golf WRX YouTube channel, we have just announced okay. and released the <laughs> the Modern Classics video series, which uh, we did at Second Swing. Oh, yeah. So basically, I picked eight super popular used clubs that we often see out on tour. So the first episode is the TaylorMade Tour Preferred MC 2011 featured in Daniel Berger's bag. Um, in 2022, extremely popular iron, obviously. Um, the goal of this series, this video series, was to test yeah. out these clubs against modern clubs and basically just see what's going on. We show the numbers. Um, I'm in there with Cliff Walzak, a 30-plus year fitter. Um, he's fit Tiger Woods in the past. Awesome guy. He knows everything about equipment and fitting. So we had him. Um, weigh in with his thoughts. We show the numbers between uh, my gamer and a tailor-made tour preferred MC4 iron. We partnered with Seye Video Production Crew, super professional guys. Um, they help out with the Phoenix Suns, the Arizona Cardinals, Hard Knocks, like they're studs. The video looks looks awesome. So we're doing eight episodes. Um, so there'll be seven more clubs. I'm not going to reveal what those clubs are because I don't want to spoil the surprise. But the first episode is up on our Golf Through Rex YouTube channel. So <laughs> check that out. Um, very excited about the release of this series. We did it all at Second Swing, partnered with them on the series. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Gotten some pretty good feedback so far. So I just can't wait to keep uh, releasing those. We're going to put them out, I think, weekly every Monday. So. Be on the lookout the next seven weeks and make sure to check out that first episode. That's my ad read. Yeah, that uh, that, that 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 was pretty cool because I, I know I was fortunate enough where you actually asked some of my advice and <laughs> yeah, we had it down to like I don't even 11, know what, I think what the last you finalized on, or I don't know the next seven. Uh, I yeah. I know I, I submitted like my top we were very 10 helpful and whatever, and we, we sure. ruled a few out just because there were some better options, whatever. But, uh, he is. but, uh, no, but it was very cool. Like, uh, like I said, Cliff there is awesome, you know, talking about the numbers he's seeing and all that. Um, but it, it, it's interesting. It's going to be really interesting when getting into some of the other clubs, but you know, how well that thing performed, uh, was, was pretty interesting. And I think a lot of people are into that because, you know, there's a lot of people who, you know, buying brand new stuff, which this is launch season, all this new equipment's out. It's awesome. There's a lot of people like that's just not in their budget and, and totally get it. Like if, if I wasn't working in the golf world, I would not have a bag full of all brand new 2023 stuff. Like it, it wouldn't be that way. I'd be searching for some, you know, great used pieces and stuff like that. And I think for some people, it's pretty cool that, you know, it gives them little ideas of, man, it'd be cool to go, you know, maybe I'll go look for a, a set of these or a set of those or this club or that club, just because, 
you know, they are still relevant in certain, you know, in a lot of situations. So it'll be interesting to see uh, the rest of them. And uh, I'm no, excited stop. to see the rest. And um, yeah, those guys, even, those video guys even made you look good. On this so show, and just take off the URX in general, uh, <laughs> me and you have talked at length about building bags out for $250, $500. Um, the price of golf can be really intimidating, you know. Yeah, three thousand plus dollars just for the set of clubs. Then you have to pay for travel. You have to pay for a golf bag, golf glove, golf balls. You have to pay for the yeah. the fees, the um, the greens fees. You got to pay for drinks when you're there. You got to get there. You know, golf can be a very expensive sport. And I think our point was that it doesn't have to be expensive because you yeah. do have used club options. And I'm not saying every used club is better than any new club like golf companies spend a lot of money to improve their clubs every year. So I'm not saying that old clubs are literally better than new clubs. What I am saying is they are a way better value. So if you're a budget value hunter, um, where I'm starting is in the used section. There's a lot of phenomenal irons that are 10 years old, like, the tailor-made tour preferred these are classic irons still played on the pga tour the full set of these clubs are sold for 339 to 389 dollars on their site you compare that with any new club that's coming out from any any company any iron set you know you're paying what 1200 maybe all the way up to like 3000 4000 5000 bucks is the performance going to be that much better especially for yeah. um someone just getting into the game or someone that doesn't have the budget like if you're talking one to two yards or one to two degrees of landing angle or a spin rate that hits a different window like you can kind of get the performance and look and feel that you want you can reshaft you can regrip you can you know change the lie change the loft you can get these things bent and fit into what you actually need without paying, you know, you could reduce your, your price by about a third, you know, you could pay so much less and really not give that much up. So my point of the, uh, the video series is to show people that, that it's really an option. Um, you can go through someone credited like second swing where they check on the quality of the clubs. There's other companies that do it, other third party companies that also offer used clubs and they check the quality and verify that it's, you know, not a complete knockoff or, you know, scraped so bad that you can't play it. Um, so yeah, I just want to highlight <laughs> that it's an option and, you know, PGA tour players go to second swing. They're not all playing new or Adam Scott custom clubs, you know? Yeah. True. Yeah, it's, uh, no, it's pretty cool. And, and, and honestly, even if you're somebody who's into like, you know, like I'm into the latest and greatest of it, yep. it's still, you know, it's nostalgic to look back and be like, oh, I remember those. I remember when those came out. I remember hitting them and whatever, you know, and, you know, it's, it, it's pretty cool. So I'm excited to see what uh, the rest of the series, uh, and I will say the Irons definitely into the final, uh, final eight. So I don't I'll, think we have in. to get into the nitty gritty of the numbers. I think the video, um, <laughs> will kind of speak to that. I obviously want everyone to watch the video. So, I'll make I'll make you guys go over to the YouTube channel. Ad read over. Uh, I'll kind of power through um, some other just <laughs> quick points of note that we saw out there. I don't know how we always run out of time so quickly on the show, but it happens. 
Okay. Mitsubishi kind of had a tour launch of the Vanquish shafts. I don't think this is really a PGA Tour necessarily option, um, but Nelly Porta threw it in her driver. So that's pretty big news. Look out for something from Mitsubishi about Vanquish shafts. I don't know if they're officially announced, um, but I will say a lot of lighter, a lot of lighter options. So take that for yeah, what you not, not yet. Then we had a slew of new tour putters launched out there. You got Bettinardi prototypes. You got Scotty Cameron oh. prototypes. It looked like there was a TG5, a TG5.5. There was a Masterful, um, a Timeless prototype, I believe. Uh, new pink PLD putters out there. New even roll putters out there. Did you you know, go through the forum thread, see all these photos and what stood out to you on all like the new putter options? It's uh, yeah, yeah the, the putters are crazy. Um, there are so many. One, uh, the pink PLD stuff is always it, it's amazing because I, I've never been I've never been a bit a big ping putter guy. Like I've just never played them, and it was either something else was more hyped. Or so you just go, I never you just liked like, the old school hype. cast right? ping putters. Like I just never liked them. No, but I mean, you know, the the hype kind of sucks you in on certain things. Uh, but yeah, some of those PLDs, man, like the Answer S, looked like it had a little like the Answer S, like is looks like it's kind of my jam. It looks like it has a little wider flange to it. It's not like super compact, uh, or from face to back. It looks like it's a little shorter heel to toe. Really like the look of it. Um, that and then also sick. that Bettinardi, that, uh, so that long neck uh, proto DAS, D, uh, DASS, dude, with the yeah. with the, the gold insert, or the or not gold, it's, uh, oh yeah, brass or copper, whatever it is, goldish insert, Psh, looked insane. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the, the Cameron stuff. The baller boy. Uh, you know, yeah, they had the new, uh, the what do you call it, they the new head covers out there, the, the baller boy. The baller boy, which was kind of, it was kind of cool. Um, but I mean, they're, they're really cranking out mallets like crazy now, you know I mean? Like they've really pushed a lot of focus towards mallets and there's one of them, uh, it, it, you guys did, I don't think anybody took it in hands, but there was like a darker finish. I can't remember which version it is. had the little sharper fangs in black with just a little like uh, flow neck on it, which was, or slant neck just looked stupid. Cool. I mean, there were so many awesome putters sitting around those bags on the putting green that I, it's a very good thing that I'm, I mean, I'm, f- 25 light years from being like a, a 75 pro because I would literally just there, be like taking everything off the putting green. It was crazy. <laughs> like I would just... Craziness out. It was nuts. And, and like Greg took uh, like really a hands of a Newport 2.6 which they've made a 2.6 before which is it's not quite center shafted. It's a Newport 2 head. They cut the hosel off and then they put the little it's a straight like almost center shafted putter. It's not quite. It's just pushed in towards the heel a touch. And Greg got in-hand photos of that. It, it, it's pretty cool. I've never been a fan of that style. Like, I remember when that came out, like, they did some, like, uh, like limited runs of that putter for retail, and they sold out, like, instantly. It was never my style. I wish you would have snagged one of those mallets to take a closer look at that for uh, some of the in A ton of heat is right. No, overall, uh, like, dude, just a Blair, ton of heat on the putting green. He has a the butt club. He, you know, does some releases here and there. He did an in-and-out yep. version of the putter. Um, hope he doesn't get sued. Patrick Rod. I saw that. Yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, I don't think he's selling the putters. Just nonchalantly toss it in. I don't know if get sued. Just promise. I don't think he plans. To I don't sell know. Stuff. He ends up selling a lot of that stuff. Point. It's like limited, uh, but he usually ends up selling Rogers a decent amount of that stuff. Two extremely oh, long neck putters. I gotcha. think he had a Scotty and a Toulon, both very long neck, kind of in the Gary Woodland realm there. And then Doug Gim has like one of the cleanest <laughs> custom Scotties. I mean, he just keeps one upping himself. All these custom Scotties out there are wild, Dude. but Doug Gim especially has like a heart stopping one. So definitely check that out in the, in the golf to forums. And we posted on Instagram as well. I don't know. It's, it's just so cool in its simplicity. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is. It, it's just uh like, I mean, just has his name on the, it's, it's a new port standard or it's probably a, a zero zero nine. I know I'm not like the, the crazy, you know, camera guy who will you know no huge differences between you know this 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 and this because they're so minute but uh there's a lot of people blast me for it but it's basically a newport head or a zero zero nine head and uh yeah just straight camera in the back it's got the little uh cherry bomb that has no fill or anything it's just silver but the finish on it's pretty cool it's like a super dull silver like you know like i don't know what they either did some media blasting or whatever to it but it's super dull. and then unfortunately uh, and cool. just a quick apology so, for yeah, me i posted him, something man. on instagram about uh caleb surratt he went to or he goes to tennessee he's the number nine ranked amateur in the world i did say well i did tag um the university of texas in the post he goes to tennessee so. <laughs> oh People were not happy in the comments section. I completely get it. Um, <laughs> as I was making the post, I mean, I tagged the, the Tennessee Volunteers yeah, golf team head good. coach. I know that he went to Tennessee. Uh, for some reason, you know, right before I sent the post, I threw in a couple of things about Texas. Something with that orange tea really got me. So <laughs> apologies to Kim. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I quickly, I quickly Ugh. corrected the error, but those Tennessee fans, man, you know, and K- they K- got his back. Per- I see what's, I see what's up down there. I, I recognize. Oh, they, oh yeah, for sure, man. Uh, I do have to say, like he, uh, he's already rocking a tour mm-hmm. issue paradigm triple diamond fairway. He's got the three wood with the bonded hosel, uh, not the adjustable one that we get at retail. Be interesting to hear the difference on that mm-hmm. uh, between that one and the standard. You know, I mean, typically when you pull weight out of the heel, maybe it's a super fade version, uh, only made for tour. I mean, you're taking a ton of weight out of the heel, and maybe they're shoving it over, out in the toe to make it super uh, fade bias or something like that. But uh, interesting that just when I scrolled through it, I, I saw that like right out of the gate. Um, but yeah, pretty solid bag uh, for him. Uh, it's unfortunate that uh, he was completely disrespected. That's why by, I threw uh, out know, the apology because I do feel team, like but, it was right, somewhat disrespectful. Yeah. But <laughs> I promised it was a mistake, nothing intentional. I didn't mean to start any uh, rivalries or yeah, wars. Maybe uh, I corrected. I corrected the mistake, but hand up, still a mistake. I mean, I got to be better. Well, I guess I get. I get. I guess we're not getting Caleb on the show. I don't or maybe know. he'll I appreciate might, the apology. Uh, that no, might seal sincere. the deal where he might not, uh, not want to come on. 
<laughs> All right. So that was uh, an experience out in That's a good Palm point. Desert. That's a good we point. definitely had some action on the so. gear front, even though it seemed like somewhat of a slow start. Um, but we had some action. Now, next week, we go out to Tor Pines. Farmers. Exciting week next week, you know. Uh, field should be very strong. Should be Big a lot of equipment action out there. So I'm excited for next week. Um, we say goodbye to beautiful Palm Desert. We say hello to the cliffs at Torrey Pines. <laughs> so we will. Uh, we'll see you next week. The, the wind and the uh, cliffs already overstayed our welcome. I think. So over over an hour in. Um, if you want more from Brian Nutson. Why don't you check out Club Junkie Podcast, where he goes deep on all things gear, his reviews, his takes, and all the newest equipment. This, this was two guys talking golf. We'll see you guys next week. Oh, see man. <laughs> Let's see.